You're listening to The Poncho Section, conversations about all things media and Mel Brooks. It's a podcast. And here's your hosts, Michael Canfer and Ethan Feldstein. Babies, babies, babies. Today we talk about babies. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the poncho section. No, we don't talk about babies. We talk about baby movies. Let's redo that. <laughs> I think that, I that was. I wanted to keep that one. All right, let's keep that. Let's keep that and keep going then. Yes, folks. Today we talk about baby movies. Uh, at least the movies that I know. We're going to be talking about baby geniuses, uh, three men and a baby. I saw Baby Driver. I don't know if that counts. Yeah, um, I like Baby Driver. I, I I've never fully seen all of Dirty Dancing, but I know you don't put Baby in the corner. You don't put Baby um, in a the corner. There's a lot of babies yeah. in. There's the Boss Baby. There is the Boss Baby. I did see that a while back. Yeah, there's um, there's Baby Got Back. That's a song. That is true. Uh, baby Do Got Back. And well, we should say because we haven't yet is that you have a new baby that is true. the first baby I, yes the first baby i went off and did something silly and well i didn't have the baby my wife had the baby but uh but yes i have a child now and i do not sleep anymore but that's okay that's that's part it's, of the deal though that's part of the deal when you become a new father it's a miracle or mother, or mother yeah or mother or it, other or other yeah um, it's, it's been a wild ride and it, I assume it will continue to be a wild ride. Every single day is different. I have no clue what this child wants. Um, I assume just to eat and scream and poop and pee and spit up. And if that's what it wants to do, it's doing a great job. Yeah. So yeah. He's nailing that. He's nailing that. He's got yeah. that shit down. Yeah. Good though. That's that's um, exactly where you should be. Isn't that yeah. Oh, that's that's just wonderful. That's like It's wonderful. All the things you wish you could do as an adult but are now no longer acceptable to do. It is so true. It, babies essentially are just people that we've established it's cool for them to shit their pants. It's like the, it's people but they don't have any of like the societal norms yet. So they just do whatever, whatever, and it's just like it's totally fine. And someone's going to be there to change you and, and take care of everything. Mm-hmm. One hundred percent. Yeah, great. That's... Enjoy it while you can, folks. It's yeah, a, it's a great time. Um, yes. But yeah, so there's there's lots of um, there's lots of baby stuff out there, and we should first talk about maybe just get this out of the way. Talk about mm-hmm. baby geniuses. And what? Yeah, I don't know if if you guys have seen this movie, but um, we saw it, so you didn't have to. <laughs> yes, it is. Exactly. It is quite possibly the worst thing I've ever seen. It it, it is definitely up there with the worst. It, it, this is not even one of those like it's so bad it's good. It's just no. so bad that it's bad. It's so bad that I couldn't. It's the movie is only. I don't even think it clocks at an hour and a half. But I had to oh, watch no. it in increments because I couldn't <laughs> watch it straight through because it was so bad. Like I had, I could watch it. Like I'd watch 15 minutes and then I'd be like, "Stop it! Do something else!" Go and then yeah. I'd come back to it and watch another 15 minutes because it just, it was just so batshit crazy. I mean, the whole the whole concept. So the whole concept of the movie 
is um, this woman played by Kathleen Turner has mm-hmm. like what it's just a a baby factory like what the fuck is it it's it's so bizarre so i i looked up the film synopsis on google and the, oh, what I'm comes so up so curious is, to what that says yeah it says and the the greatest thing is because it just it it just skims like the 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 top of the iceberg of what this movie is about mm-hmm. and it doesn't really help you understand it at all mm-hmm. so the film synopsis from google says the baby co firm world's leaders in infant care products has discovered that prior to the age of two and through baby talk infants can communicate in a highly sophisticated manner the scientists have a lot to deal with when one toddler escapes from the lab to unite the babies from the outside world but which is sort of what happens but not exactly so i guess they they Wait, before the age well, says before saying, the age of two, it it says that they're yeah, but all these I babies so. are are like they're toddler age, so they're like around yeah. two, maybe. I mean, they're <laughs> older, I think. Um, oh, totally. And but like you said, Kathleen Turner plays Doctor Kinder, who from from my understanding, it sounded like she had like she wanted to prove the Kinder method of of baby rearing if you will and then therefore money or whatever but and then then went into so many so much crazy nonsense that it just made no sense it's it's a tough movie to follow i'll give it that it's it's because i don't know what the hell is going on they they have all the these they have like a group of babies in this like fishbowl thing where they can view them Mm -hmm. and they're just like and and it's just like, and the thing too that that drove me nuts is that so they're they're like two we'll say they're two year olds, but and their mouths move, yep, but they have, they're voiced by like, I don't know like six year olds, something like that, probably something like that. It's just like what. I I just don't understand these like decisions like so we're supposed to believe because they have their they have childlike voices they have the mm-hmm. they have voices of six year olds so it's like they're children but they're like it, it, it's it's really weird like when you look at a movie like look who's talking like he's voiced by Bruce Willis right and and if I don't remember I don't think he his mouth moved in that movie I'm, I don't really remember no but, I don't think so I think it was. Just like it was his internal monologue or whatever. But what's the? I don't understand. Like you either do, you either go one way or the other way. Like you have a voiced by an adult because like pe- babies voiced by adults, people find that funny. You mm-hmm. know, like, I don't understand having like a kid who's slightly older voicing these, voicing these kids, and and having the mouths move is weird. Um, yeah. But there's like so much. Like there's one scene where the because it's, I guess the the big part of the movie is about these twins and one of them like lives a normal life <laughs> and the, yeah. in like this like insane daycare with like 800 kids i don't know what's going on right. over at that house <laughs> and there's like and there's like a kid with red hair who changes his name and yep. he's like i don't know what he's like having an identity crisis 
And um, it's like some real cringe, real bad. Yeah. Real bad stuff. Totally. And so, yeah, it's like these, these twins who are separated at birth, I guess. One goes to live in the, to be studied by these lunatics in mm-hmm. this, um, by the, by Kathleen Turner and Christopher Lloyd. And Christopher who, Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd, who throughout this whole movie just looks, he makes me sad in this movie. He just looks so <laughs> unhappy to be there. He's, oh my god, yes. Like, he's like, what did I sign up for? Like, I used to be on Taxi. I used to, I was Doc Brown. I was I, Doc I, Brown. I, I was going to be something. I was almost Kramer. He was almost going to be Kramer. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. He, I think he would have made a good Kramer. That would have been interesting. Yeah, I think he actually could have pulled it off. But I feel like he'd be a little old, but I guess I could see them making that work. Like, that weird old neighbor. I mean, yeah. it's, yeah, um... I think he could have done it, but regardless, he's he's very upset in this movie. He looks very upset yes. to me, and, and I uh, and there's a lot. And Dom DeLuise, um, Dom DeLuise, yeah, what is he doing? Like, I just think in his mind, like I don't know. There's a lot of Kim Cattrall. Um, Kim Cattrall is in it. Which but she's, she actually looks uh, like. I'm gonna say she looks very attractive in this. Yeah, no, she movie. looks great. She looks great in that movie. Yeah. It's, I've it's never pre- seen a single episode of Sex in the City, but um, yeah. she looks great in this movie. She's on Sex in the City. She's like a cartoon character, mm-hmm. but like she, no, she's fine. Like, um, I, I think it's like might have been right before Sex in the City, if I had to guess. Maybe this came um, out in '99. Yeah, ninety, and it's funny because '99 was like a good year for movies. So I, this one just really shot the bed. But if you think about like um special effects, you have this movie. Well, you have for 1999, what you have The Matrix and then this movie. Yeah. Real real wide yeah. range. Yeah. Um, I wa- playing off of what you said though, like with mm-hmm. with the the bits of info. Now, please correct me if I'm if I'm remembering anything of this movie wrong. So mm-hmm. you mentioned there's the two twins, Sly and Wit. Sly is with Kathleen Turner and Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Wit is with Peter McCollin. McCall. I just yeah. know that he's the guy from Ghostbusters Two. Yeah. Um, and Kim Cattrall, and I guess Sly keeps trying to escape from wherever the scientists are holding them. Yeah. And they end up getting switched when they go to. To a mall or something? Yeah, or they're in like, like the ball pit. He's in the middle. Yeah. Or no, the slides. So, yes. And like slides in go- the middle of an escape. Yeah, and then they he go goes to the mall. And yeah, goes yeah. to the mall. And I remember he does like um, the putting on the Ritz. Yeah, that was the one thing that I re- always remembered from this movie is that the kid goes into like a store and dresses up and does does putting on the and Ritz r- and they r- just rips off to- rips off Young Frankenstein. Yeah, like but in like the worst possible way. Yeah. Well, I I have certain notes about stuff like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like everything. It's so bad. It's so painfully they, unfunny. They just happen to both. He ends up dressing himself in the same outfit that Kim Cattrall then dresses up wit in, and then they end up getting switched at the mall when the bad guys go and capture Sly, mm-hmm. and then they need to, I guess, Sly. Then I think convinces all the other babies at the daycare to what did they do they they 
hypnotized Dom DeLuise and that weird kid into driving the bus to the the bad guy's place, and then they fight the bad guys, and then they escape. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then in the middle of this, for some reason, uh, these are the notes that I put down, or just like literally bullet points. Theme park. For some reason, the bad guys have a th- indoor theme park. Yeah. And then within this indoor theme park, they have fully robotic giant babies and other walking like creatures throughout the park. Like, yeah. Wh- why I didn't anybody mention that? Like, they they created essentially like fully autonomous robots that walk around this park, and yeah. nobody's going to talk about that. Yeah, and it's I don't understand the obsession. The baby obsession is really just creepy to me. It's just like we're yeah. gonna make a giant robot baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this won't f- frighten all your children. Like this is like this. The whole thing is just insane to me. It's just it's so it's the whole thing is a train wreck. Every single thing is a train wreck. Totally, the whole movie is just it's it is the epitome of uncanny valley. Everything about this movie is uncanny valley. Like they had a whole bunch of like um, like close up shots in these really uncomfortable positions. I yeah. I'm guessing to try to be from like the children's vantage point, but like. Mm-hmm. It just came off weird. But, like, then, are you like tr- if, you know. I just, are you, tr- the thing is, I'm guessing this is trying to be, like, a, this is trying to be a kid's movie. I'm oh, going sure. to assume, yeah. I'm going to assume that this I is, hope so. that this is trying to be a kid's movie. But what kid is going to want to watch this? It's, like, horrifying. Like, you're watching a bunch of kids being under, like, in a, um, in a fishbowl being watched by these creepy adults mm-hmm. and i guess the humor is like in that the baby you know the babies make adults eventually do stupid things right but um but there's one part where like the the one baby he's like walking in the streets of i don't know what city they're supposed to be in i don't know if it's ever said yeah um, i don't know but yeah, he's just a, a, he's just specified city he's just walking alongside adults I feel like if you're an adult and you see a child walking beside you with no adult supervision, you're going to say something. There's going to be some kind of cause for concern. Right. You don't just go about your business. And then like there was... Like, you look around. Is there is the child's parent around? What's yeah. Going on? And then there's the, the ongoing thing. Every, they kept using... They kept going back to the same joke, I guess, is when they... Um, they kept calling like a smelly diaper, diaper gravy. Diaper gravy. What the fuck is that? That's like the 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 whole. It's first of all, it's disgusting. The uh, <laughs> this the, like the the sound. It's like it's just awful. But like they keep they keep like calling back to that. I'm like this this never worked. This isn't funny. There's not, yeah, there's not a single person who has ever referred to a dirty diaper as diaper gravy. I I guarantee kids will find this movie horrifying. I would imagine so, and and to that point, so. Do, it it seemed like they wanted to like figure out how to speak to the babies, right? Like, I'm not, yes. I'm not. Okay, that's so, like their their whole like they're trying to translate. But you just you just wait a little while, and you'll be able to talk to the baby if you just give it some time, and let it grow up a little bit. <laughs> well, I think that their point was it seemed like that they would be able to like they have this like a, or at least it seemed that. Uh, was it the Ghostbusters two guy had the theory that like these kids had like advanced knowledge 
so, during this period of time, and then at around two age two, they cross over, and then they no longer are able to speak that knowledge, nor do they remember any of that bit of knowledge. So basically, they devolve over time; they become dumber. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it seems like they wanted to talk to the babies, and they straight up had a moment when the babies are fighting back, mm-hmm. where Sly then takes over the giant robot baby. Mm-hmm. And straight up, he just starts doing like borscht belt stick yeah. from the baby. And so he either Sly can talk this entire time because he speaks into a microphone so that the baby can then speak that. Or the device that they have in the microphone is able to translate baby talk into actual speaking. <laughs> so yeah. they've had it figured out all along. And. They, I guess the directors just forgot that that was a thing. Major plot hole. Major among, plot hole. Among the many major plot holes. Among the many plot holes, like the fact that they thought a children would enjoy Borscht Belt shtick. Mm-hmm. Um, babies can fight, apparently. Well, that's um, the thing. Are they, are they like... Are they intelligent in the fact that they can think like they're smarter than adults? Like, what kind of intelligence are you talking about? I, I just... It's... It's so it seemed unclear. like that they were smarter than adults because wit. But they're, the adults then are out, all stupid. I think I the adults are wit, just all stupid in this movie. They might be. Wit figured out that if they increased the amount of children at the daycare center, that they can increase their profit by a factor of four. Why do they have so many kids at that daycare though? And it's that ha- so weird. There's so many kids in that house. What's also weird is, and and you brought it up briefly, what the fuck is Dickie's relationship to everybody? Dickie is the kid with the weird hair, and like yeah. he just keeps changing his like, he 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 at one point was called Ice Pick, and then like he was like a guru thing with like the 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 bald head or whatever. Like yeah, he's who having like an identity he? crisis. He's a teenager having an identity crisis, and he's just but like why a is pawn. he around children? <laughs> Uh, yeah, and they all treat and they treat him like he's just like, oh, like silly, whatever. Like he's just mm. going through a little. I'm like, he shouldn't be around children. No, like he's not. He's not a suitable caretaker. Clearly, clearly, but nobody, nobody in this movie seems to care. And I know you brought this up to me when we we talked about the movie before the podcast, but they kept reusing. That same fake laugh, oh that yeah, baby laugh over and over. That canned and baby over. laughter, yeah, is really really frustrating. Oh my god, it's so bad. Yeah, that like cackling baby, but it's not, it's mm-hmm. like a. I guess it is like it would be like a cackling two year old. Yeah, it, it, it's. Ugh. Yeah, it's just the same sound bite of of a cackling cackling two year old over and mm-hmm. over again. But apparently, this movie didn't do bad enough. Or at least this movie did well enough that they made apparently a few sequels. And all the sequels seemed to star John Voight for some reason. Oh, boy. I, haven't, I didn't watch any of those, but I was just looking them up. And I was like, why is He's John another Voight? another one who's fallen, fallen from grace, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, it had a bu- the movie had a budget of around $12 million and made almost $40 million in the box office. So the I fir- guess The first round- one? Yeah. So I guess... In, during that time, that's a success, maybe. I don't know. I guess. I mean, it's all it was all in the marketing, right? I mean, I think mm-hmm. 
it, what's weird is like a movie like that now would never be caught. I mean, well, I guess now's a, a hard time because like now, like nothing's in the theater, <laughs> but like that's like straight to video. Yeah. I think of like that's a straight to video movie that was out in the theater though. Baby Geniuses mm-hmm. was like a theatrical release. I'm assuming yep. all the sequels were just like straight to video. They had to be. I would think so. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I do no know way. that. So for I looked up the Rotten Tomatoes um, ratings, and yeah. it looked like the critics gave it a two. Two percent. Which is amazing. Yeah, which is amazing that it just didn't get a zero. Um, and the audience gave it a twenty-four. Again, amazing that it's not a zero. For this was for the first one. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I don't I mean, know. But I that's but that's like as bad. That's that's as bad as they come though. That's mm-hmm. like as bad yeah. as it gets. Because like get... that just means like there was nothing to even enjoy. Like the whole thing is just <laughs> disaster. Yeah. It did get um, the. I, I I've never even heard of these. I've no. I've know of the. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the like the Razzies? terrible movie. Yeah, the Razzies. But apparently, it got a bunch of stinkers, bad movie awards. I've never even heard of that. But it was yeah. nominated for worst picture. It was nominated for most painfully unfunny comedy. Yeah, it was nominated. <laughs> yeah, it board. was nominated for worst child performer. It was nominated for least special special effects. And yeah. it was both nominated and won for worst director. Oh yeah, who who was the director? Because he was Bob he, Clark. Yeah, because I'm trying to remember. I need to look him up because I, I he did some other stuff too. That was I feel like he he directed some things that were decent. Oh really, Bob Bob Clark? You said yeah. Yeah, he directed. Oh, well, he directed Porky's, and he oh. directed a Christmas Story. Really? Yeah. yeah. How so did I th- he go from those two things to this? So I feel like when when um, Baby Geniuses came out, like it was he had these other movies. I mean, Porky's, but like we'll say like a Christmas Story is like a classic sort of um family movie if you will yeah so having that i feel like he they were able to sell this a little more and be mm-hmm. like it's it's that guy so like right. family movie good family movie guy like he's going to like he's the guy for this and he's and the guy uh, for that <laughs> i don't know it was a real so bad i mean i guess that's like you think about like the people he got cuz like there's there's people, there's like decently, I mean, at the time, um, Kathleen Turner and Christopher Lloyd, people know them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you said John Voight for the sequels. I mean, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think this guy directed the sequels. <laughs> I, but no I think, clue. I think he was out. Um, that's, that's all I that, know about but, the sequels is that John Voight's in them. But my God, that movie, <laughs> that's a real tough one to sit through. Don't uh, do it, folks. I'd be curious to show it to to some kids. Show it to uh, my niece and nephew. I feel like they would hate it. See, see like, what they, they think? Yeah. Because there's some movies that they've seen that, like, uh, I, I I know, like, that adults don't like, but you think, oh, maybe they'll like it because it's for kids, and they're just like, I don't, 
I don't want to watch this anymore. Like, yeah. they get bored. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's it's a little silly. Um, it is, yeah. But uh, let's move on, shall we? Yes, that's um, a good idea. Perhaps talk go... about Three Men and a Baby? Yeah, let's talk about that one. Cause Considerably that better film. That one's a lot better. It's it's real 80s cheesy. Oh, yeah. But... but um, <laughs> I think it's enjoyable just because I like the guys. I like I like the guys in it. Like you can't. They're all they're a likable bunch. Yes. Um, and it's based on um, the French movie, which I believe translates to Three Men and a Cradle." I think oh. is the actual translation. Interesting. Um, and okay. I've seen that. I've seen that one too, but I think okay. what made the American one fun was that. Um. It was like the uh, directed by Spock, first of all, directed by Leonard yes. Nimoy. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is true. And it had these guys. I mean, I don't know what, what Selleck, I don't know if Magnum PI was still, Magnum PI must have been over by then. Um, I have no but, clue. Yeah, maybe. And then you had Police Academy, Steve Gutenberg. Yes. And, uh, and then Cheers, Ted Danson. So you had Cheers, some. Yeah. some uh, some big stars. It was the biggest movie of that year. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah, it was like the it was like the most pot either the highest grossing or like it huh. was like the biggest hit of the year. Wow. Of 19, 1987. Yeah, yeah, eighty seven. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the the so the weird thing about this movie there there's like a the opening credits, the opening credits of the movie. Like it shows them, like doing their jobs, I guess, and mm-hmm. like he's like, cause Steve Gutenberg's an artist, and he's like painting stuff, and they're like hanging around the house, and then there's like there's women filtering in and out of it, and but it's all like sped up, yeah. You know, it's like it's like that's that's like something. I feel like you don't see that that much. You you never see that now. That's like a real. 80s style it's like a yeah they do that i think that they do that twice in the movie so like it's really it's really random and weird like there's so the opening credits i sort of get it because it's just like i don't know for i mean i don't actually it doesn't really make sense anywhere but i understand like if if you would use it for one thing you'd be like we're gonna use it for the opening credits you know sure show give you like a little preview into like what they do and we'll just make it go fast because it'll be more engaging that way. I don't know. It's something cool to do. Yeah. But then like toward, I, I want to say like towards the end of the movie, they're like out, I guess in central park playing Frisbee. Mm-hmm. And during that scene, it does the same thing. Yeah. It's like, it's sped up them like playing Frisbee and like for whatever reason, I, I, <laughs> I love that scene because like they're, they're like hot shit playing frisbee in a park, and like there's just like all these women around. <laughs> they're just like, right? Like, this would never happen. <laughs> As we all know, frisbee brings the girls to the yard. Yeah, it's just like three three middle aged dudes <laughs> playing frisbee. <laughs> yep. Um, well, if you really look funny. up the when I looked up the film synopsis for on Google, for those who don't know what three men and a baby are, is it's. New York City roommates Peter, played by Tom Selleck, 
Michael, played by Steve Gutenberg, and Jack, played by Ted Danson, are all successful and happily unmarried. But Peter and Michael get a surprise of their of a lifetime when a young woman abandons an infant in front of their loft. They also receive a letter stating that the child named Mary belongs to Jack, but he's away on business. Michael and Peter are then forced to care for Mary, and though they make a excuse me, and though they make hopeless babysitters, they soon become quite attached to the girl. Yeah. S- somewhat I accurate, mean, yeah. Yeah. It's I'd uh think- it was very you know what? It's no uh, Citizen Kane or Godfather, but I was genuinely, I genuinely enjoyed the film. It's it was a fun. good time. It's, it's fun. Uh, yeah, it's a fun movie. Um, there's some like weird, weird things in the like the whole thing with the, the is it coke or heroin that they like? There's like I think it's heroin. Yeah, the yeah. The, the whole the, whole the package drug the whole thing because like it's the whole thing. Very, well, that's. That's the whole thing is like he was supposed to get a package and the package mm-hmm. is the baby, but it's not the baby. And yeah. Yeah. The um, drugs was not expected, to be honest. Also, like I watched this movie when I was a kid, and like when I was a kid, this all like it all made sense to me. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, three men caring for a baby in an apartment that they all live together in. Yep. That makes sense. That's like that's that's what you do when you're an adult. Watching it now, I'm like, why do these three guys live together? <laughs> They just. The, the question uh, I kept having was, how the fuck are these guys able to pay for this apartment? Like, well, maybe maybe Tom Selleck. Like, you know, Tom Selleck. He was like a, uh, uh, like a, a, con- a construction worker, not a construction yeah. worker, like a contractor. Like, he's the guy with the blueprints. Okay, that's yeah. kind of an important, like, yeah, maybe money making right. job. Uh, Ted Danson's character, maybe him too, because he was like, I don't know, what was he? Was he an actor? He's he an a, actor, yeah. He was an actor, so I guess maybe I don't know. But he's like a struggling actor. He's a, like yeah, he's struggling not... actor. Tom Selleck was the only character that made sense as to have being living in that loft. And Gutenberg's the, an artist. And Gutenberg was yeah. an artist, which like didn't he like? It was it the comics that he would write, like yeah. comic strips. Like how yeah. the hell are you all three of you formed this apartment in New York City? I mean, like right next to the park too. Yeah, multi-million dollar apartment across from Central Park. I mean, yep. I guess that's why they decided to live together. I guess so, so yeah. This. I, but they, they never say. They're just like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're all uh, just hanging out together. Um, there are some, like, there are some scenes that I find, like, genuinely, like, funny. And, like, I do like the scene where, um, in the beginning, where Tom Selleck goes out to get baby food. In the yes, supermarket. <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. I do genuinely like that scene. But what's so funny is like when I'm watching, like the the 80s fashion just throws me so much <laughs> that when he leaves the apartment, I think it's when that's when he leaves the apartment at that point or maybe to another mm-hmm. point in the movie. But he's wearing like a tank top and shorts. But it's like it's at like a there's some like real short shorts. Yeah. And I'm just like, put some clothes on before you leave the house. <laughs> like yeah. he's like got, he's like wearing nothing. <laughs> what are you doing, Tom Selleck? Yeah, it's like you oh, can't go to the grocery store looking like that. Seriously, um, I I have that on my list though. Not not his short shorts, but I have my MV, MVP of the movie was for sure Tom Selleck. I thought he was the best mm-hmm. guy, uh, best actor oh, yeah. in the whole movie. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. He's yeah, he's my favorite one. Um, but there's like. It's just 
this like world that they live in is just like not not real. And no. you almost like like it seems like fun. Like three guys living like I'm like, all right, seems like they're three single guys and they're they're mm-hmm. throwing parties. Throwing and, like, parties like every weekend. Yeah, like I'm like, you guys have a great life. Like I understand why having a baby is gonna mess up your your, yep. your shit for a little while. Totally. But then they grow to love the baby. And, they grow you know, to love the, the baby. Th- yeah. It ends up wrapping up like pretty like easy like the 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 mom comes back and she's just like i want the baby and they're like why don't we all have the baby and they're like yeah (laughs) let's all live together but let's all live together it's such yeah like it would never happen like it's just so funny that it just kind of it's such a i think that's probably why it did so well is because it was such like a feel-good happy movie like everything is great all the time even like when there's like the 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 stuff with the um with the when they're after the the bad guys with the drugs yeah and they're like with the elevators and stuff and the like all the stuff when things are like going going a little south you still kind of feel like oh, they're gonna make it out of this okay sure. nothing's gonna happen of look at that mustache on Tom Selleck look nothing's at gonna happen <laughs> nothing's gonna happen to these guys he had a, an absolutely fabulous mustache yeah you don't you you, you never see that in a movie now like Did it's. It's so 80s. Oh, it's yeah. Just, like, everything is just so 80s. Did you um, find that the the caricatures that Steve Gutenberg's character was drawing, like, they seemed like you made every single one of you really ugly? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. <laughs> and, and, and this is what you want people to see when they enter into your loft. Yeah. That, I mean, that... I, he was I, like, my least favorite character, I would say. Yeah, he Gutenberg. he was mine too. Um, but like, he seemed just like the most dishonest, because mm. like they all had a little bit of that. Because like, they're all like womanizer type guys, but they're like, but they also have like a soft spot. But like Gutenberg's like playing into like the one. He's like, I'm just such a like. He's pretending to be like too nice. Like he's the mm. guy you got to watch out for. Whereas right. like Selick at least was like honest. Where he's mm-hmm. like, I want you. He's like, he's like, I don't want you to go, but like, really, like, it's just, it's only when it's like convenient for him. But sure. he's like, he's at least like showing you that. Mm-hmm. His like, he's he's more transparent, I guess. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I do love <laughs> I do love that scene with him in the uh, in the supermarket with that because they're like going back and forth. And it's just so funny to like think that like someone that's the thing too, like all the car like she's like genuinely interested in what he has to say. Like you go to a supermarket, like they'll just tell you like, Oh uh, yeah, aisle five or whatever. Right. Like they're not gonna give you much. But they're having like a back and forth. Right. You know? And uh and it's funny because like he she's treating it like they never of course like it's always happens in movies, like where he's not he's not giving her the full story. <laughs> so she's like true but it's like if you have to think like from her perspective like she has to think this guy's out of his fucking mind because she's right. thinking this guy has a baby and doesn't know what the fuck he's doing right like and um he's not explained like he can't tell her oh yeah someone just like dropped a baby on my doorstep and uh <laughs> now i gotta figure out what to do because i've never taken care of a baby exactly it's um, unbelievable it's almost like that it almost feels like a sitcom situation like something that kind would happen of. on a sitcom 
like go that back and forth where there's like there's a piece of information that it's like a yeah it is like a trope in a sitcom like there's like a piece of information missing and they're both going back and forth yeah i never thought of that the um, the thing that totally threw me and we we kind of mentioned it the the whole drugs thing because it Mm -hmm. it was not only just the drugs thing dealing with like the bad guys but then they had this like sort of uh adversarial kind of thing with that cop with the the the, i guess it'd be a detective right um yeah and then i guess that all got wrapped up super quick and easy like the detective was just like all right thanks for having us capture or helping us capture the real bad guys which i mean like how does that detective know that those are the real bad guys yeah because Ted Danson and Tom Selleck and Steve Gutenberg could never do anything. They're just exactly. like nice guys. Yeah, like that's nice the thing. <laughs> I feel like everyone, it's like one of those movies where everything, it's like their universe. You know You know yeah. what I mean? Like there are movies where you kind of like, like in Adam Sandler movies a lot of times, you're in like the Adam Sandler universe. Mm. So like whatever happens, it's like from his, like nothing bad's ever going to happen to him. No right. one's gonna like get in his face. It's like it's always like someone's gonna say something goofy or it's they don't treat him the way he would actually be treated. Mm-hmm. And so like there's so if you ever see the movie Punch Drunk Love, it's a good example with Adam Sandler. It's a I great movie. I've not seen that one. It's a great movie, but in that movie, it's like if the world sort of treated the Adam Sandler character as it would. Okay. As it like really would kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So like, but like this movie feels like the universe, like we're in their universe. We're in this sure. like happy eighties, you know, where things are sped up playing Frisbee universe. Yeah. Where girls come <laughs> up to you when you're playing Frisbee in the park. Totally. I'm just fascinated with that part. Yeah. Where there's all like the, the, the sped up Frisbee. Definitely. I don't know. Maybe it was big. Maybe that was a thing in the eighties. Like if you were a good frisbee player, I, I can't mm-hmm. say I wasn't. I wasn't around Central Park in the eighties. So yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, me neither. Can't say for I, sure. I love the uh, like before they got their shit down. The makeshift stuff that they would do, like the makeshift way that they had to bathe the baby, and then like mm-hmm. just try. They had uh, was it they did they buy adult diapers or something like that accidentally at first or something like that oh, or just yeah. the giant diaper. It was just like the silly gags and stuff like that, which I mean, it is cheesy, but I I did enjoy it. I it gave me a little like a little chuckle here and there. So did that have any like? Was there did any of that resonate with you being a new parent, <laughs> like seeing that kind of stuff? Um, yes and no. I mean, honestly, I picked it up. Like, not I'm not saying I'm a, I'm like a perfect parent or anything like that, but I feel like I picked up like all of that stuff pretty quick. Like changing diapers, mm-hmm. it's not that hard. Um, I I feel like it's yeah. over exaggerated mm-hmm. on the movies and TV because yeah, believe it or not, I was watching Full House same year eighty seven. Oh yeah, first year and the first episode, they um they have to change Michelle the baby mm-hmm. the Olsen twins, right? And um, so uh, Jesse and Joey have like they've never changed so like. They and it's like so. They it goes down to a level like, what do we do? Like, how do we how do we clean? Like, like where do we do with her? Where do we put her? And they put her like in a pot, and then they like and then they have like, how do we clean her? And then they grab like, um, 
they grab the sink, the faucet um, hose, and yeah. they just start like shooting water, and they're just like to do it gently, and then and then like wear diapers. We don't have any, and they just like wrap her in paper towels. <laughs> yeah. It's just like it's so over the top ridiculous. Exactly. You know? Yeah, no, it's not um, too bad. And I mean, don't get and they me don't wrong. go. They don't go to that level. Yeah, no, it's not that level. And and don't get me wrong, I've been peed on, pooped on, spit up on. I've, it's all of it. But you know, mm. it's it's. It's not as bad as they the the sticky stuff that they do in the in the movies, but it was it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Gave me a good laugh. Um, yeah, I know something that I don't know. I I don't think it's going to give you a laugh, but uh, I apparently the Hollywood Hollywood Reporter said that Disney Plus plans to do a remake with your favorite actor Zac Efron. Ah, oh. yeah. Well, wait. So. Him and who else? I don't it's, know. They haven't said who the other people are going to be. Haven't, they haven't hired the two other men? Nope. They have not. Why Why they, are they doing, re, like, I mean, of course they would do a remake. I shouldn't I shouldn't be, like, right. surprised. But, like, Efron's, like, not a good choice. No. I, he's not. I don't I don't get why he's funny. I don't get, like, the like where when did he become the funny guy? Like, who would be a better? Ooh, that's I, a good question. Who would be... Good to do that because, like, around I don't see, but then the thing I don't know, like, around that age, like, who's I don't know many actors who are like that age. That's true, like, our age. Like, I don't, I don't know many contemporaries. Like, I'm thinking like Daniel Radcliffe, although he could actually be good. Daniel Radcliffe could work, yeah. He's like, he could be goofy. I feel like he could be like a goofy, he could be like the um, uh, well, no, he would be. I feel like, see, I feel like Efron would be like the Ted Danson part. I oh like really? I going. I was thinking Efron would be the Tom Selleck guy. No, because like I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking because he'd be like the actor who's away. Oh, maybe. And then you could have. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I could yeah, see. Yeah. I could see Radcliffe being like the Gutenberg role. Okay. I could see him doing that. Um, mm. So we need a third. And who would be? Who would be a third? No. Who would be the um, Tom Selleck? Who would be? Yeah. I, well, no one has a mustache anymore. Nobody has so. a mustache anymore. I just say they just they bring Tom Selleck back, and don't <laughs> and don't ask questions. I am always pro that. Why is there a seventy year old man on set? <laughs> he's still no, he, but he's just supposed to be thirty. Right, exactly. Uh, I assume he's seventy. No, I don't know how old he, Tom Selleck is. No, he's uh, he's on a show, right? He's on Blue Bloods. Oh, is he? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, who who would be? Who would be a, another? He's seventy six. Um, wow, really? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Wait, that's so yeah, crazy who to me. would be Who would be a, a third, good, third be a man? Third. Um, but I, I already don't like the Efron choice. I already yeah, think right. that's bad. So should we recast the Efron? Yeah, who would be a better... So we got um, Radcliffe. How, is, is Timothy Chalamet too young? Timothy Chalamet would be, would be good, but I feel like he's too good for, for that. Too he's good like for not, that. Yeah, and, and he's, mm. he is too. He actually is too young, I think. I'm trying to think um, of like actors. Because, like, what? The actors were, what, are, around our age? I would guess, yeah, I'm thinking that. I can't um, even think of any actors that are around our age. Yeah, like, that's the thing I don't know. Although, um, I guess, I think Zach Raffron is around our age. Could have uh, we could, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, that could work. He could be, he, he could be one of them. I don't know um, who. The thing is, like, they're not. None of them are as likable as as Ted Danson and um, Tom Selleck. 
Yeah, how do you like, beat those Ted are Danson? like those are likable, really likable actors. Yeah. I feel like I don't know, people don't I feel like Efron's not a likable guy. Maybe he is to some hmm. people. I'm not sure. What they should I mean do... women I mean women like him, but like he's but I but again, I don't think they're like, oh, he's like a great actor. Like they just like him because he's mm-hmm. good looking. I'm thinking um, what they what know. they could have possibly also have done, which is something that I think would have been bigger maybe just a few years ago because I feel like that was like it was like a big thing to do. Like I, I I'm thinking of like what is it? There was like those movies where they had where like Robert De Niro plays old man or, or oh yeah like or uh, oh my god I can't think of their names. Um, Morgan Freeman plays old man. Uh, they could do mm. a what are they up to now? Like you know, like the three men and because they had the three men and the a little lady or something, or three men and a yeah. little girl or whatever. Yeah, the sequel. Yeah, sequel. So have like a a trequel where it's they're all I mean, they're like all an st- old they're age. All, they're also alive. They're all still alive, and they they still they're still doing things. Yes, I mean, they all they're all on TV shows as mm-hmm. far as far as I know. So have so. them come back, and then like have whoever the new. Whoever the girl is, and then like have her family, yeah. three yeah. three grandpas and a and 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 like they, they have to watch the grandkid or something like that. Yeah, the on, the other one you could cast, you could put um he's not because he's not too old. Ryan Gosling would be good. I mean, he's a great actor. That could but he'd be, but work. he'd be like, but I feel would, like he fits the the aesthetic. Are you thinking uh, him? He would be a Selick. He would be the Selick. Um, but why would Ryan that, Gosling, Daniel Radcliffe, and did we replace Zac Efron? Yeah, we'll replace Zac Efron. We'll put. Um, would that be oh, weird God. that Ryan Gosling and Daniel Radcliffe are living together? No weirder than um, than any of the three men living together. I guess that's true. I mean, it's it's already a weird concept to begin with. So you could have, um, I'm thinking, Gosling, Radcliffe, and we need we need an we need an American because that's a that's Canadian and a oh, British guy. Okay, yes. <laughs> we need we need an American. Uh, um, I don't know. Um, I don't know who would be who's Ryan Reynolds. Amer- no, he's Canadian he's too. He's another and I, Canadian, I, and he's and he's so and he's one note. He'd just he is be one like, note. He he would just be Van Wilder, Deadpool, and Dane something. Cook. No, yeah, um... <laughs> yeah. Dane <laughs> Cook. <laughs> that would actually, um... you know what? If he was relevant, that would actually be kind of funny. But they would he would never be cast now. No, um, um, he's he's fallen off the map too much. I'm, I'm now who's a good American? Who's a fine young American? Yeah, I am drawing a blank. Jerry on. Seinfeld. Jerry, just throwing, just Seinfeld. Just throwing Jerry Seinfeld with yes. these with these two. I mean, um, I don't know. Oh, I was about to say. I, I just was thinking because it it wouldn't make any sense, but I think you and I would just find it hilarious to have Daniel Simonson, who's not American, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from Norway. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. This is this is a. Uh, Should we leave it up to the this, audience, perhaps? Yeah, I mean, I don't because I don't like Efron. I think Efron's mm-hmm. a. Um, uh, yeah, I think he he stinks. Um, <laughs> no, I just don't know who would who could fill that. Yeah, well, there folks, aren't too many. I'm not I'm not too hip on on people now. No. I don't know who's like good now. So I I really couldn't tell you. Well, folks, uh, you let us know. Yeah. Send us a message or. 
comment or, hey, if you want to be featured, you know what to do. I, I say it every single episode. Let us know who you think should mm. replace Zac Efron. Or if you don't like uh, Gosling and uh, Radcliffe as as the Selleck and Gutenberg of our film, who would you replace them with? I think they'd be a good with? pair. They might be, I yeah. Think I think they would actually pair up well. <laughs> but I, for the life of me, I can't think of a, a third actor. No. And that's because I'm just, I'm so out of it. Yeah. In terms of like who would be, who would be good and who's like likable. You need someone, or he's already got like, someone who's like a sitcom dad type. Who's <laughs> like, oh. who could be like a sitcom dad. Because hmm. he's now like... Because that's what they are. That what they if, feel like sitcom dads. What about Zach Braff? Zach Braff would be would be good, actually. Yeah, there you go. That that rounds it out. Zach Braff. There we go. I think that would be a good Three Men and a Baby remake. Started rewatching Scrubs, so pull that out. Yeah, no, that's that's a good one because he's likable and yeah, he would he would do a good job. All right. Um. Yeah, we got it. We did it. That's that's that. If you liked this episode of The Poncho Section, please consider leaving us a review on your podcast player. Follow us on the social medias, Facebooks, Twitters, Instagrams. Type The Poncho Section and look for Headley the Duck. Do you want to support The Poncho Section and show that support? Well, get yourself some Poncho Section merch. We got t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, phone cases, art prints, stickers, and mugs. Just go to thepontrosection.com, scroll down to the bottom, and click merch. And finally, if you want to be featured on an episode of The Poncho Section, send a voice memo to ponchosection at gmail.com, and we'll play it in an upcoming episode. And as always, thank you all for listening. Peace!